We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here for the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Glad to be back on with you guys. Um, if you're listening to this, you're listening to my con- continued uh, coverage of my FBS college football breakdowns, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. In this segment, I'm continuing with the Virginia Cavaliers, who last year went 3-7, and 1-6 and six in conference play. Of course, tragically had to cut their season short um, due to the tragic passing of uh, three players on the team um, and an on-campus shooting that took place. Just such a tragic and unfortunate event. And um, Of course, you don't just move on from these situations. You just try and move forward a little bit uh, or you try and just move forward Uh, you don't want to forget you just want to continue to uh, prosper and grow even through a tragic situation but looking at uh, the Cavaliers for this season starting to break down uh, they play at Scott Stadium Um, a a very uh, scenic stadium just because of the location in Charlottesville a beautiful stadium too with the just the beautiful architecture that's on that is throughout the campus at the University of Virginia. The stadium seats sixty one thousand five hundred people, and just a like I said, a beautiful venue that I'm really looking forward to crossing off my list in the future. Uh, but like I said, it's 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 a different type of stadium, uh, just because of the historical background of the entire campus. Um, just a just a beautiful place to watch a football game. Uh, moving on to my coach on the rise, I, I'm going to go with uh, quarterback coach Taylor Lamb. Um, a lot of us will remember him uh, from his playing days not that long ago at uh, App State. Uh, he was the Georgia High School Player of the Year when he came when he came out of high school. So highly decorated player. Um, he was the Sun Belt Freshman of the Year in 2014 after shattering several freshman passing records at App State. Um, his senior year, he was named offensive MVP and, uh, of the, of the dollar general bowl that, that app state played in. He threw for nearly 10,000 yards and rushed for over 2000 yards during his career at app state, um, with 113 total touchdowns. He finished, uh, his time at app state second to Amani Edwards, um, in, school's record books with 11,794 total yards of offense and 36 wins. Just a fantastic career. Um, But the dual threat quarterback uh, turned in his uh, cleats and got a clipboard and uh, became uh, the quarterback's coach uh, for a couple years at Gardner-Webb and then uh, Moved on to, well, 
I should say first he started off at South Carolina uh, working with the Gamecocks offense. Then he moved on to Gardner-Webb and then is now in um, his second season with Virginia as the quarterback's coach. Just a really bright young mind in the coaching profession and someone who I think is going to be moving up the coaching ranks quickly, especially if he's able to uh, uh, really help this uh, quarterback group uh, regroup, let's say, from last season. And we'll get into that shortly. Uh, the 2023 schedule, looking at it, they open up against Tennessee in Nashville. Extremely difficult uh, game to open the season there. They, then they turn around and play in-state foe JMU. And you know that this is going to be JMU Super Bowl. Um, so a huge game there. Then they go to Maryland on a Friday night. And then they host NC State on a Friday night. Go to Boston College, play William & Mary, go to North Carolina, uh, go to Miami, host Georgia Tech, go to Louisville on a Thursday night, then they have Duke and Virginia Tech to round out the schedule. Uh, tough non-conference schedule for Virginia. Obviously playing Tennessee in a neutral site, but Nashville isn't really a neutral site. Um, playing JMU, uh, JMU is extremely tough. That's going to be a very tough game going to Maryland and then that's obviously a tough game on a Friday night. And then you host William & Mary, who is a very good FCS program. So not an easy game on the schedule for Virginia. Um, now going into position-by-position uh, position breakdown, starting with the offense. In 2021, uh, UVA led the nation in passing for, for most of the season. Um, last season, they fell off a cliff on this side of the ball even with having a record-setting quarterback and a fleet of wide receivers. Um, changes across the board have occurred uh, for the 2023 season. Uh, the QB position comes down to a battle between FCS standout uh, Tony Musket and the inexperienced dual threat uh, Jay Wolfork. Wolfork is also on the baseball team, so he missed the spring practice um, and then Musket threw for more than 5,000 yards during his time at FCS Monmouth. So an interesting situation there. You got a guy transferring in from the FCS ranks who's a lo local guy from the state of Virginia who <laughs> it, you know is excited to play for his in-state, for his state school. And uh, then you have a talented dual threat player but who also plays baseball as well. So you know he's a talented athlete. So an interesting situation there to see how the quarterback situation will go for the Cavaliers. Uh, the running back room is the deepest on the team. Uh, Paris Jones is the returning starter. And then they have Will, uh, while Mike Hollins, uh, Xavier Brown, and Ahmad Foster return. Uh, Clemson's transfer, Kobe Pace, could be the best of them all, though. I could see him uh, upsetting Johnson for the starting job and uh, not looking back. Uh, the receiving core lost four of its top six from last season. Uh, Demick Starling and Malachi Fields are those two back at the wide receiver position. And then uh, tight ends Sackett Wood and Grant Mish also return. The addition of uh, Malik Washington from Northwestern is big. He started 20 games in four seasons for the Wildcats, so a big addition there uh, when when the position really needs it. Uh, the offensive line 
is being rebuilt for a third season in a row. They really need some stability at this position. Uh, the lone returning starter is center Ty Furnish. Um, right guard Noah Josie and left tackle Mikhail Boley have some experience as well. And then the additions of right tackle Jimmy Christ from Penn State and left guard Ugana Nanana from Houston are massive. That should fill out the starting offensive line. But behind them, you have a lot of question marks. And uh, if there's some injuries on the line, you really, really could see some issues potentially. Um, as good as this running back room is, obviously they need the offensive line to uh, produce. And uh, time will tell there. Uh, defensively, uh, the defense last season was pretty darn good. And uh, just a heck of a coaching job that they did there. Uh, with this side of the ball, um, but they lose some significant pieces. Uh, the defensive line, however, is stacked with talent, though. Uh, pass rushers Cam Butler and Chico Bennett Jr., who had seven sacks, do have a heck of do a heck of a job with their roles. Uh, Chico Bennett plays kind of a bandit role, stand up, rush end type type player. Um, defensive tackles Jameer Carter and Aaron Fumini. Uh, provide a ton of experience and could be breakout players in, the, in 2023. Uh, the linebacker core lost an all-ACC talent to the portal, but uh, Josh Aaron and James Jackson, who had 60 tackles last season, return. And then Stevie Bracey also has experience there too. So again, the starting core for linebackers should be pretty good, just uh, maybe some inexperience behind them. Um, the secondary returns talent at the safety position. Uh, Jonas Sanker had 63 tackles last year. Antonio Clary, Cohen King, and Langston Long all have experience. Uh, and then the additions of uh, cornerbacks, Malcolm Green from Clemson, Tavon Kyle from Iowa State, Cameron Kelly from North Carolina, and Sam Westfall from SMU give the position a much-needed boost after the departures that they saw from the 2022 team losing one player to the NFL and another to ACC foe Florida State via the transfer portal. On special teams, uh, punter Daniel Sparks was second team all ACC last season and returns. Um, he also tied the program record for yards per punt, so he'll be looking to break his own record uh, this season. And then kicker uh, Will Betridge also returns. So the kicking situation should be good and settled for Virginia. And then Demick Starling is also a good weapon on kick return. So be on the lookout there for him. And then my final analysis this is my personal opinion for the Virginia Cavaliers. Moving forward after what happened last season on and off the field could be difficult. Like I said, I mean, off the field, the, the tragic situation that they uh, dealt with is just not something you you move you move on from. You have to move forward as a program, like I said in the intro. Um, of course, it's easier said than done. But then you also look at the product on the field. Um, some major issues to, uh, took place, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and and changes have been made. And uh, you have to, as a fan, I would say you have to just be optimistic and look forward to the future um, this season and what it could bring. And then defensively, I mean, they were fantastic last year, um, but they lose they lose some really significant pieces. 
Um, a lot of changes have taken place at UVA, but this is certainly a work in progress. It's going to take a little bit of time uh, to get the Cavaliers back to where they want to be. A tough non-conference schedule doesn't help either this year. Um, of course, playing Tennessee, basically on the road. I know it's in Nashville. Going to Maryland on a Friday night, that's extremely difficult. JMU is going to be ready. That's going to be their Super Bowl, basically. And then William & Mary is is one of the better FCS programs in the country. So like I said, not an easy game in, the, in their non-conference schedule. And of course, ACC play is going to be difficult because, I mean, it's a heck of a, it's a, heck of a conference. Um, and Virginia just has some work to do to catch up with the rest of the conference. And being patient and giving time, they can do it. And I know just this week, uh, the coaching staff has done a tremendous job recruiting. And uh, just this week, they uh, snagged some of the best players in the Northeast um, to join the roster. So, like I said, given time... This staff is going to do well, I feel. Um, just have to get some of those changes put in place and uh, see the product on the field uh, get results. So I uh, hope you appreciate it and enjoy this breakdown. I always enjoy doing these. Uh, please like, subscribe, if you ever listen to the podcast. Please uh, give the podcast Twitter account a, a follow at TNT Couch Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.